Good day, everybody. Taskmaster4450 here. Putting together another video for everyone. And what I'm going to discuss today is kind of an extension of the video I made yesterday. And this is talking about the future of Hive and really what, how I think things will unfold. And none of this should come as a surprise because I've talked about it in different ways. I've written about it. But I'm going to come at it from an angle of activity. And not so much activity like I did yesterday where success is a combination of time and activity, which is true. But I want to take this same concept and apply it to the notion of a database. Apply it to the notion of utility. Apply it to the notion of interaction. Because when you're dealing with a network, all of that carries a cost. And to your traditional networks, that cost is borne out by the entity that runs a network. Most often in social media, as an example, you have X, you have Meta, you have Google, you have whomever. So this is pretty straightforward. And they allow users on there for free. They generate more features to keep users engaging. And of course, they monetize it in different ways. With Web3, we have a different situation because the base network, the cost is incurred by the people running the infrastructure. Now, these people are not a centralized entity. They are separate entities, individuals running the infrastructure, and they are compensated through the inflation of the base layer coin. And for many, it is a moneymaker. For some, it's a break-even, and for others, it's an out-of-pocket expense. So... When we look at it from that perspective, we come to realize that we're dealing with a little different animal. But that said, just like Web 2 networks, Web 3, there is a cost to each user's activity, even if it's not evident, as is the case with, let's say, social media. That said, on a platform like Hive, the expense is not evident in that everything is not quote-unquote charged. What I mean by that is when you deal with an Ethereum, when you deal with a Bitcoin, when you deal with a Cardano, when you deal with most of these networks, you have a transaction fee. And the transaction fee is on an individual basis. Every time you do a transaction, there, the fee is assessed. 
and it's removed from your wallet and it ultimately ends up going to um, at least in part to the block producers. So that's pretty straightforward. But it's not the case on Hive because with the token system, with the resource credit system, people are charged per transaction, but it's not something that's visible and it's not something that's taken from their wallet in the same manner because there's a non-tradable token that represents these costs. So this is only acquired through the staking of the base layer coin. So why do I go through this? Because I think it's very, very important to emphasize this fact. And now what I want to just conjecture on is what happens if Hive had, I don't know, let's say a million active polls, or let's say 5 million active polls, or let's say 10 million active polls. Now, obviously that's a lot of pages. That's a lot of polls. And it's a lot of activity for people to vote upon. Because keep in mind, every time somebody votes, that is written on the blockchain. So if there were, what I start with, a million polls on Hive, how many votes would that be a day? Obviously, we can't answer that because it depends on the number of people engaging in that type of thing. But my point being, if there's a million polls that have legitimacy, and when I say have legitimacy, what I mean is they have stickiness. So a poll of who's going to win the election next week, if there was an election. Well, that's a good poll for the next seven days, but the day after the election, that poll is useless. It's no good. It's like saying who's going to win the Super Bowl. Okay, valid poll until the Super Bowl's over. Then it's like, okay, well, no use for the poll. But there's a lot of other polls that do have stickability. Uh, for example, what trilogy of Star Wars did you like the best? Now, that's a poll that is valid today, and it's valid five years from now. What is your favorite character in Star Wars? Of the main characters. Is it Darth Vader? Is it Han Solo? Is it Princess Leia? Is it Chewbacca? Is it Luke Skywalker? Who is it? Again, that doesn't change over time. 
I mean, maybe who you like changes over time, but the poll itself is valid. This is just one example of what I mean by and, and what I discussed between time and activity. See, when building a database, it's crucial to get stuff into the database that is not time sensitive. So a poll on, do you like my lunch? And a picture of your lunch. I mean, I guess that has stickability because, you know, two years later, it's like, well, either you like cheeseburgers or you don't. But the point being, when we're looking at value, what is pertinent over time? What has stickability over time? So, like, putting up a poll of who was the greatest basketball player, you know. And let's say you put up the options of Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Oscar Robinson, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, or whatever. Now, obviously, if you're setting up the poll, there may be people you leave out that other people feel should be in there. But it gives, you know, this has been argued for years. So here's a poll that years from now, people can help hold the poll. But this is where we keep building. This is what I mean by when, you, when I say, the more that goes in, the more utility it has. And this is crucial when you look at what these platforms are doing. Yeah, they all want more users, but that's that's missing the boat in the whole equation. What they're doing first and foremost is they're adding more utility. They're adding more features. And Amazon will go out and buy an MGM. That enhances their Amazon, what is it called? Amazon Video Studios, I think it's called. That enhances that. Now, is that enough to get more people into the Amazon ecosystem? I don't know. But what it does is it gives the people in the Amazon ecosystem more opportunity to engage with Amazon products, Amazon features. And, of course, they get advertised to, I would presume. I don't know. I'm not an Amazon person. but. Same thing with ads. What is Elon doing? Elon now is moving into supposedly phone calls and texting. Makes sense. If you can pull it off, they already handle video. Or they all, excuse me, they all already handle voice. So now it's a matter of instead of spaces and, and groups of people talking together, now you have the ability to have private conversations. And of course, messaging you can send DMs on there, so that can be incorporated into it also. And that provides people with more features, like when they added long-form blogging. And I guess you got to be part of the Twitter Blue or Twitter Premium or whatever they call it to, to have that. But that was a function that 
the users now can utilize that wasn't there before. Same with Meta going with Threads. They kind of did the same thing in reverse. They had whatever they had, and they said, okay, let's let's copy Twitter and let's do a microblog. Okay. And you're seeing this with videos. Uh, YouTube did the same thing as TikTok with the shorts. And I guess they're all following suit with that. See, but the, one of the things that these, these entities have that's an advantage is they have an enormous database. If you go to YouTube and you search for whatever, you will see videos that are 8 and 10 and 12 years old. So they have the advantage of time on their side. Yeah, there's 2 billion users. But when you have that much information in there, how can people not find a video to watch on YouTube? It's impossible. You search any subject, you are going to find half a dozen art, uh, videos on any subject. And you're probably going to click on a couple. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I was going to say unless it's something obscure, but even the obscure, there's got to be some videos on there. And then you go on a topic like baseball bloopers, and there's probably tens of thousands of videos with baseball bloopers on. This is the point. So this is where Hive, by simply building the database, is going to get more activity over time because there's more stuff for people to engage with. As long as it's not stuff, like I was saying with polls, well, what's the weather going to be like on Wednesday? February 17th or whatever. Well, by February 18th, that's a useless poll. What's the price of Bitcoin going to be by the end of February 2024? Well, by May 2024, that's a useless poll. Just like an article that I write and I, I make the case for the price of Bitcoin by the end of February 2024, that's going to be useless two months from down the road. It has no stickability. And this is where time and activity come into play. This is where building comes into play. Because over time, as this gets larger and larger, and it's just a matter of filling it each day, so it gets bigger and bigger. Of course, you need infrastructure, you need search features, you need a lot of different things and on the technical side of things. But this is truly where it's at. Because if we are in the information economy, you are nothing without information. It's that simple. Hope everybody has a great day. We'll catch you next time.